Let us pray now and ask the Lord's blessing on the ministry of the Word. (coughs) Father in heaven, we thank you for your Word. We thank you that it is inspired by you and given to us for our instruction. Father, help us to live according to it. We thank you for this opportunity that we have in the afternoon on the Lord's Day to consider your Word in a systematic fashion and to draw out truths from it that are essential to the Christian life. And so help us as we continue in this way uh, to understand what it is that the Word of God teaches, strengthen our faith, O Lord. And again, we do pray that you would help us to walk according to these truths for our good and the glory of your name. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. We'll be considering Baptist Catechism question 91 this afternoon. And the question that is asked here is, what is faith in Jesus Christ? That's a good question, isn't it? We talk a lot about faith in Jesus Christ and being justified by faith alone in Christ alone. But what is faith in Jesus Christ? And the answer is this. Repeat after me, please. Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace. Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace. Whereby we receive and rest upon Him. Alone for salvation. salvation. As he is offered to us in the gospel. And I would like to read from Galatians 2 15 through 16. The word of the Lord says this We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. This is Paul speaking. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. This is now the reading of God's most holy word. May he add his blessing to the preaching of it this afternoon. Please allow me to begin by reminding you of how we arrived at the question, what is faith in Jesus Christ? It's taken us a long time to get to this question, hasn't it? This is question 91 of our catechism. And so we're almost to the end of our catechism. And now we're asking the question, what is faith in Jesus Christ? It's taken us a long time to get here. And the fact, and that fact alone is worth noting. Faith in Jesus Christ is not the first thing that our catechism talks about. Again, it is question 90 that teaches us that it is through faith in Christ that we escape God's wrath and curse. And it is question 91 that defines what faith in Jesus Christ is. And here is the point that I'm drawing your attention to. It is possible, it is impossible to understand what faith in Christ is apart from even more foundational truths. A truth which questions 1 through 89 of our catechism have established. In brief, we have learned about God. We've learned about the Scriptures. We've learned about man, sin, and God's plan of redemption. We have learned what it is that God requires of us and of our guilt before Him. And we have learned what it is that our sin deserves. If we wish to know what faith in Jesus Christ is and why it is required, then we must also understand these other doctrines that we've taken a long time to establish And I am afraid that men and women and boys and girls are often exhorted to believe in Jesus and to be baptized, but without being instructed in these other, even more foundational doctrines. 
And I think that is a problem today within the modern church. People are urged constantly to believe in Jesus, have faith in Jesus, make a commitment to Jesus, even be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, portraying faith in Jesus Christ or proclaiming that to the world. But without being trained in the Christian faith at all, to have faith in Jesus Christ, one must also know who God is, who man is, what God requires of us, that we have sinned, and what our sins deserve. It's only based upon those truths that faith in Jesus Christ makes any sense at all. So, so what does our sin deserve? To back up just a little bit into our catechism, Baptist Catechism question 89 speaks the truth when it says that every sin deserves God's wrath and curse, both in this life and in that which is to come. And so we were provoked, I think, to ask the question with that very bad news being delivered to us, is there any hope for sinners? Is there any hope? And question 90 brought us good news, saying, to escape the wrath and curse of God due to us for sin, God requires of us faith in Jesus Christ, repentance unto life, with the diligent use of all the outward means whereby Christ communicates to us the benefits of our redemption. That's a wonderful question. Maybe my very favorite question and answer in the whole catechism. It's the gospel that's presented there. After hearing the bad news of our sin and guilt and what our sin deserves, we, we were given the gospel, good news, that, that redemption is available to us. There is the forgiveness of sins. And, and what must we do to receive that? Faith in Christ is what is required. Now, questions 91 through 93 will define the things that were mentioned in question 90. Faith in Jesus Christ. What is it? That's what we'll deal with today. What about repentance unto life? What is that? And what are these outward means that were mentioned in, in question 90? And so we'll spend a few weeks discussing these things together. Now, let us consider the way that our catechism defines faith in Jesus Christ. What is it? Notice, first of all, that it is not faith that saves us, but faith in Jesus Christ. Faith does not save us. But faith in Jesus Christ does. So having faith does not save a person from their sins. No, again, it's got, it's got to be faith in Jesus Christ, in His person, in His work. Many people in this world have faith in something. But saving faith is faith in Christ, for He is the Savior that God has provided for us. He is the Christ or Messiah. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the only mediator between God and man. As 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. So there's one go-between. There's one middleman. There's one person that we must go through in order to come to God. And it is Christ alone. And Jesus himself claimed this when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life no one comes to the Father except through me. In another place, Jesus referred to himself as the door. So faith does not save us, but faith in Jesus Christ does. The forgiveness of sins does not come to us through generic and undefined faith, but only through faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Two, notice that our catechism calls faith in Jesus Christ a saving grace. It is said to be saving, for through faith in Jesus Christ we come to be saved. Saved from our sins, saved from the wrath of God that is owed to us. 
but it is called a grace because faith is a gift from God. Faith is something that you have. It is something that you exercise in in your heart. It's something that you do. You place your faith in Jesus Christ. You and I must do this if we hope to be saved from our sins. But that faith resides within our hearts and it is a gift from God. And we must never forget this. Even our ability to trust in Jesus is a gift from God. We believe only by God's grace. This is why the Catechism calls faith in Jesus Christ a saving grace. And this is what the Scriptures so clearly teach. First of all, the Scriptures teach that God has predestined some to salvation from before the creation of the world. You may read Ephesians chapters 1 and 2 as an example of this teaching Two, the Scriptures teach that God's elect come to be saved only through faith in Christ. God's elect are not saved, forgiven, justified, prior to having faith in Christ, but only once they come to believe upon Him. And three, the Scriptures teach that men and women, boys and girls, will come to faith in Jesus only through the hearing of the Word of God. You may look to Romans 10, 17 uh, to learn about this. So, So there are elect persons in the world... They are not saved until they come to have faith in Jesus Christ. And they can only come to have faith in Jesus Christ through hearing the Word of God proclaimed to them. They must hear the Gospel or they must read it for themselves. We are saved through the the Word of God, through the preached Word, through the reading of the Scriptures. And the Scriptures teach that in order for someone to believe, God must give them new life. God must open their blind eyes and draw them by His Spirit. The Scriptures talk about this drawing or inward calling in many ways. But for now, consider what Jesus said to the multitude that came out to Him in the wilderness. He, he said to them, No one can come to Me unless the Father who sent Me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Did you hear it? He's speaking to a great multitude of people who came out to Him to be fed by Him. And He says, No one can. That's the language of ability. No one is able to come to Me unless the Father who sent Me draws him. And again, this is why Our catechism calls faith in Jesus Christ a saving grace. It is a gift from God. God must grant this gift to sinners if they are to come to Jesus and believe upon Him for the forgiveness of sins. This ability to believe in Jesus Christ is a gift from God. And this is exactly what Paul teaches. He says it very explicitly in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, which you've heard many times. For by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And so Paul explicitly teaches that this salvation that we have and this faith that we exercise is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of of God, and so too is the faith. The grammar of the Greek demands this interpretation, and so too does the context. Notice that Paul concludes by saying, so that no one may boast. That is his point. You have faith in Christ, you have salvation through Him, and that is wonderful, but do not forget it's a gift. It's a gift. There's no room for boasting, therefore. There's no room for you, Christian, to stand up and say, I have salvation in Christ Jesus because I'm smarter than you. I'm more spiritual than you. I'm filled with more wisdom than than you are. I'm, 
I'm better than you in some way, you see, and that's why I have faith in Christ and am saved. No, it's all a gift. There's no room for boasting at all. It is the gift of God. Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace. And then thirdly, we see in our catechism answer, whereby we receive and rest upon Him alone for salvation. So what do we do when we place our faith in Jesus Christ? Well, one, we receive Jesus Christ. We receive Jesus Christ. And in what sense do we receive Jesus Christ when we believe in Him? Well, we receive Him in that we welcome Him as our Savior and Lord. More than this, the Scriptures teach that we are united to Jesus by faith. To have faith in Christ means that we are in Him. And more than this, the Scriptures teach that when we place our faith in Christ, He is in us by His Spirit. And you may read all about this in John chapters 15, 16, and 17. To have faith in Jesus is not to trust in a distant and far-off figure. No, it is in fact to receive Christ, to know Him, and to commune with Him by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a marvelous truth? We are believing in Christ and in God who sent Him, and they are not far off from us, but they are indeed with us and even in us, and we in Christ. There is this mystical union uh, that exists between Christ and His redeemed. We receive Jesus Christ when we place our faith in Him. Two, when we place our faith in Jesus, we rest upon Him. I wonder if you can remember back to what I said last Sunday regarding the components of true saving faith. In order to be truly saved, we must know certain things. There must be knowledge. We must also believe these things that the Scriptures teach. There must be assent. But also there must be trust. There must be trust in Christ. Uh, we, we, we must rest in Him. We must run to Him for refuge. To have true and saving faith, we must know certain things, believe those things to be true, but we must fall into the arms of Jesus also and trust in Him to support us and to rescue us and to bring us safely home. That is what our catechism is referring to here with the word rest. To believe in Jesus is to trust Him, to rest in Him, to take refuge in Him. Trust is a vital component of saving faith. Three, notice the word alone in our catechism. Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon Him alone for salvation. So this is an all or nothing proposition, isn't it? If we wish to be saved, then we must trust in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of our sins. We must go all in. It will not do to say, I believe in Jesus, but I also believe in myself and in my own obedience or good works. That is not saving faith. If this is what you think, then it reveals that you have not understood the gospel. You have not understood those other truths that I mentioned earlier concerning God, man, sin, and salvation in Jesus Christ. To have Jesus as Lord and Savior means that we have abandoned all hope in other things. In Christ alone, our hope is found. You know, when people take membership vows here at Emmaus, there's this little phrase where in those questions that we ask, you remember, if so, say, I do. I lead them through those questions. But there's this little phrase that talks about abhorring yourself. Does that ever get to you? We're supposed to abhor ourselves? We're supposed to hate ourselves? Is that what is being taught? No, of course that's not what's being taught. We're not to hate ourselves. But, but the idea is this. We're to abandon all hope in ourselves. We're to see ourselves as we are. That is sinful before God. And we're to pour all of our hope and trust in, in Christ alone. You know, We're to see ourselves as sinful 
We're to see ourselves as in need of rescue. And we're abandoning all hope and trust and faith in ourselves and putting it in Christ alone. Again, that is the point. The fourth and final phrase in this answer to question 91 is this, as He is offered to us in the gospel. This phrase is so important, for it does root our faith in Jesus Christ in the Word of God. We cannot divorce the two things. You cannot have faith in Jesus Christ without the Word of God. It's the Word of God that informs us concerning who Jesus is and what He has done for us and why it is that faith in Him is necessary. So friends, if you wish to be saved, then you must have the Jesus of the Scriptures, that is, the Jesus of the Gospel as your Lord and Savior. This should be obvious to all, but sadly, it is not. It will do you no good at all to claim to have faith in Jesus Christ, but to believe things concerning Him, that is, His person and work, that are contrary to the Word of God. For example, some in this world claim to believe in Jesus, but think that He is the half-brother of Satan. Think of that for a moment. They, they say the word Jesus, and the sound that comes out of their mouth is the same sound that we make when we say we have faith in Jesus, but their Jesus is substantially different than our Jesus. So do they have faith in Jesus? No, they have faith in something else, so they call Him by the same name. Others claim to believe in Jesus, but view Him only as a great teacher and not the Son of God come in the flesh. Is there Jesus? The same as ours, certainly not. Goes by the same name, I guess, but not the same Jesus. They deny that He is the eternal Son of God come in the flesh, so He's a different Jesus altogether, and other examples can be given. But it should be clear that these have only hijacked a name. They pronounce the name in the same way that you and I do, but their Christ is substantially different from the Christ of Scripture. I think they would be more honest to simply give their Savior another name, and He is no Savior at all. No, if we wish to be saved, then we must have faith in Jesus Christ, and not just any Jesus Christ, but the Jesus Christ of Holy Scripture. In other words, to be saved, we must hear, receive, and believe the Gospel, which is the good news contained within Holy Scripture. So what is faith in Jesus Christ? Hear the answer again once more. Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace, whereby we receive and rest upon Him alone for salvation, as He is offered to us in the Gospel. Let's bow for prayer. Father in Heaven, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the truth that it reveals to us concerning You, concerning ourselves, concerning this marvelous Savior that You have provided. Help us to be students of the Word of God. Give us faith if we do not have it yet, O Lord. We pray for this marvelous gift. And for those who do have faith, we pray, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. Strengthen our faith, O Lord, in, in Christ Jesus. Father, may we know truths about Him. May we come to believe those truths more sincerely. And may our trust in Jesus be strengthened and deepened day by day. We pray these things in Christ's name and all of God's people say.